Hello, and welcome back to A to Z with Amy Z. I'm your host, Amy Z, with a cold. I, it, yeah, <clears throat> started with a tickle in the throat several days ago, and um, I felt great. I felt fine. And one day after next, after next, same thing. It just kept traveling down my throat, but I felt fine. Until last night, I coughed my way through most of the evening, and I woke up this morning with a headache, and so we're going on day four or five now, but today's the first day I felt like poop. But So if you can ignore my frog throat, something I've been um, really meditating on and feel like it's important to share, my husband and I got in a little, uh, not argument, it wasn't a disagreement, it's really a discussion. We got in a deep discussion, and but it, it was it was amicably amicably talked through without a lot without a lot of high energy hype anything like that however it resulted in us not speaking to each other the rest of the day we ate dinner separately um into the night I, I wasn't going to not go to bed in my own bedroom. I have done that at times when I'm just like, I just can't be near you right now. But <clears throat> I didn't do that. And the next day was fine. Yesterday was fine. Back to normal. I think we just needed to both process um, what we had discussed. I'll tell you what we discussed. Because it's got me thinking a lot about um, me I'm the communicator in the relationship, clearly. My husband is not a communicator at all. Generations upon generations of men that don't talk. And and while it might found, sound like fun, I'm the girl that likes to talk and my husband likes to be quiet. I, It doesn't help. In fact, our relationship is, our fights have been mostly about communication versus anything else. And which is probably not uncommon, but it's also not the most common thing people fight about. A lot of times it's finances, it's raising the children, it's um, just different goals and things like that. But ours is communication. <clears throat> the fact that he doesn't, or that I do, and he doesn't listen, like things like that. So I do appreciate when my husband says things, because it does make me listen, because I know he's it's really hard for him to express himself in that way with words. It's mostly like I read his mind and it's it sounds funny, but it's so true. I, <clears throat> I can remember this time. Total sidebar. This is the, it just comes to mind every time I think about how I read Mike's mind. Like he does not have to say anything because I know him. We were going to take a car to a restaurant and it was either our car or this other guy's car. And this other guy <clears throat> literally weighed close to 500 pounds, if not more. And I didn't like being in his car because it smelled bad. It smelled like dog pee, poop, vomit, all the things bad. Uh, fast food that sat in there for months. Like it just always smelled bad. <clears throat> but I also didn't want this man I knew my I should say I knew my husband didn't want this man to sit in our virtually new vehicle and potentially sp sprock a spring in a seat or something <clears throat> so we were deciding on cars we were all just kind of standing there 
And I just kind of like looked at him like, so I was like, and I stopped. I just looked at him. I just like, uh-huh. All right. So we're not taking, you know, it was just like, <clears throat> I just know how he thinks, how he, and, he, and yet he doesn't say much. It's very intuitive. My husband and I, we are soulmates. We are meant to be together, regardless of all the other crazy. So we, we're in this argument. Back to the story. We weren't in an argument. Okay. This is what happened. There's a lot going on in our family right now. At the end of 2023 and the beginning of this year already, there is a lot, a lot of good things, um, but a lot of things. And even if it's good or bad or whatever, it it consumes a person when you think about the planning and the organizing and the finances of it all and, and all the all the things, right? And there is a lot, like I'm not going to get into it this episode, but there's a lot of stuff coming up this year for us. So one of the things is, if you've listened to a couple episodes, is my new greenhouse idea, my my seedling company, um, the fresh cut flowers, the produce. And yes, I know it's, it's divine timing. I, this is something I've been twiddling with for decades. And so far, everything is going so really, really good. And, and I'm not waiting for the the ball to drop. I just know we're going to have ups and downs, but I know ultimately it's where I'm supposed to be in this life right now, in my life right now. So I'm I'm rolling with it. And um, one of the strategies I would like to take in the business is to, well, there's a couple of them. <clears throat> one, because I am so new and I don't have some horticultural master gardener background, this is clearly just a hobby that I would like to turn into a profitable business. I am nervous about seeds. Are they going to be viable? Is the fruit going to be delicious? Is the Are the cut flowers going to last? Are the tinctures I make potent? There are things that it, they don't stress me so much that I'm not sleeping at night, but it makes, if I think about it too long, I get, I get queasy. It's a big undertaking and it can be a massive success and it can also just kind of not destroy me. It wouldn't, it wouldn't destroy me. It would just set me back, right? Set me back financially, set me back career-wise, set me back mentally, um, emotionally, because this is something that I love very, very much. And so it would be a big, kind of a failure in my mind. So there's a lot, there's a lot that I've got laid out on the table. So one of my strategies in the beginning would be to not set a price for items that I'm selling, but to possibly do like a suggested amount above a dollar or whatever. <clears throat> and I'm breaking down the cost pretty good. But let me tell you, I've been seed saving for a long time and I've got a crap ton of seeds. Well, how do you put a price on a seed you've saved from a plant that you grew three years ago or last season or whatever? Like, I mean, I, I got the soil, I got the, the pods, like I know there are some costs into it, but I how how do you put that on there and then hope that the person takes it home and it's successful without like any kind of guarantee? I'm not Lowe's. Like you can't bring it back in a year. So there's a lot of these things. And if you're business minded out there and you've got any suggestions for me, or if you've started a company and um, you two had some similar fears, please, please help a girl out. Write to me. Let me know. So I would like to do more of a suggestion-based or a donation-based layout for at least the first year to see where we're at, where we're going. On top of that, 
I am a firm believer in helping others and giving back. I would like to put it to where it is part of the proceeds go to my friend right now who's enduring some cancer situation right now. Um, And, you know, down the line, it could be somebody I know's house burned down or a charity or whatever. But I want a portion of the process profits to go towards that. Now, when you're starting a business and you don't even know if you can make a dollar, let alone a hundred or a thousand, like, what does that look like? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that's where my heart is. And I feel like if there's two booths in a market and each booth has basically the same items, my heart, my personality, my consciousness would go to the person starting out, knowing that not only are they starting out, but a portion of the profits are going to a charity. So if I buy this plant for a dollar and I take it home and it dies, eh, I know the dollar went for good use, right? Whereas the other company who has been doing this forever and I know it's going to be an awesome seed or an awesome plant or an awesome whatever, yeah, I might still buy from them. But I would definitely, I would be drawn to the, it's like Newman's own spaghetti sauce. If you're in the store and you can choose between two spaghetti sauces and you know, and they're the exact same price and you know you like both of them. My head always goes to one that I either respect their company, their brand or something. I just, I just do. I don't know why. I don't know if I'm, I'm can't be the only one out there that does this, but also I know it's a little weird. I get it. So here's two main strategies that I wanted to do for my business coming up. And I had not meant to not share them with Mike. I just, I just hadn't. I I don't know. I, I guess I thought we had, we've talked about so much. We talk about things all the time, but I, it slipped my memory. So the other night we were at a friend's house and it came up and I talked about it and I looked at him as if like looking at him for like support and like, right, honey. And he just kind of gave me this blank stare. And of course we get in the car and I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, I really wish you would have talked to me about some of this stuff before you just go blabbing it out. And I was like, shit, shit. I, I, I honest to God, never, it didn't cross my mind. I really thought we had, I, it just slipped and I didn't even mean to talk about it with these people. I did just, it was just part, we were just discussing the the business and the help and the blah, 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 all the things. It just came out and I felt terrible. I felt terrible. But we pull in the drive and we're still discussing. And he made a really good point that I've been thinking about, and I'm not going to quote it verbatim because I can't at this point. It's just what I've been thinking about, but I know how he said it. It was basically this. We are struggling to help ourselves. How then can we think that we can go in to help others? And while I know it's my place here on earth to help others, I know Amy has been put on this earth. In fact, if you, if you look at the definition of Amy or the, the meaning of Amy, it's beloved and it's also philanthropist. I have yet to really become a philanthropist. In fact, I'm totaling up my donations from last year and by golly, I suck. Because um, who doesn't want that tax deduction, right? 
And I used to be a lot more financially. Now I think I give to people, I help people more in my time and my energy and my resources in my collaboration, in my all these other kinds of efforts, which frustratingly enough should be monetized in some way because I think there is a huge amount of value to it. But on paper, it doesn't look like much. But in my heart and my mind, I give people all of me all of the time. So when Mike said this, I was like a little upset because of course I want to help. Like why, what, what would the, how could the business even be thriving if it wasn't for a fact I'm helping someone, helping someone start their garden or help someone brighten their day with a vase of flowers or help someone with a piece of food that I grew that they can nourish their bodies with. Like, but I wanted to take it above and beyond and be able to help somebody financially, yet financially myself, my family, we're struggling. I mean, we're typical middle class, paycheck to paycheck. It's it's who we are. I mean, I hate it, but I don't know anything else. And that brought up some other things too, is I, w- I, I don't know any better. Literally, like I follow Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey and I've watched all the gurus and I've heard what they have to say and I've tried getting the 401k started and I've tried, you know, I've got 12 different savings accounts and a stash and an acorns and I'm slowly investing in this and trying, like I'm trying, but there is some switch in my brain that is not connecting. The wires are not computing something that we are still in this debacle. I wasn't, I just wasn't taught. And I don't mean that being, you know, I'm not trying to demonize anyone or knock anyone down. I wasn't taught it. My parents weren't taught it. Their parents weren't taught. Like it's, it's not necessarily depression mind thinking, but it's just a low level thinking of your own finances. And I've tried to break these curses over my, for my family from some of the things that I've learned, like thinking that I am worthy, right? And I am enough. And I, I have a set value on my hourly rate and it's not below X, right? Like I finally come to those kinds of places, but then there's just this desire to help that I didn't even structure it in a way to help myself. Now, it's not to say that my business breakdown isn't going to have like my exact cost line and my um, recouping line of things that, you know, we built a greenhouse and I have to buy more supplies and I am going to pay myself a fair wage. Like, I'm not saying that I don't have the basic business sense to make it work, but I never really put myself in a place of need within the structure for a long time. I know we've talked in this podcast about taking time for yourself, get a pedicure, go get a massage. Like even if it's meaning you can't eat out this week, like you're sacrificing something for one other thing. You got to take care of yourself. You've got to make time for yourself. Read a good book, knit a nice sweater, watch an, an old movie, whatever it is. But what about one-upping your own game in an area you struggle and putting yourself first. That hurts. I don't, I know I've never done that. I've never, I've never said here's $10 in a rainy day fund. So when it literally rains and you just need a cup of coffee, you have it. Like 
I don't think like that for myself, for my family. When it comes to our finances, I always think of others. And statistics will show the people that give the most to charities and they're they're poor. They're people that don't really have it. The rich, they can write a check for a million bucks and they don't give a frick. They don't they don't care. Here's a thousand dollars. Go whatever. Here, you know, or they'll give a gajillion dollars because their name's gonna go on the on the face of a building. And then, you know, it's all ego based. It's it's like it's easy. It's not easy for the poor to do kind of thing. And yet they do over and over. It's a selfless action. And while that is noble and it's beautiful, there's got to be a point in time when you value you and your circumstances above the others. And I don't think I've done that maybe ever. And that hurts. He made a valid point. And it took me an entire day or two or three of really stewing on it. And it, it bruised my ego. It, um, I felt like, not that I failed over the last few years, but yet, you know, I did the best I could with what we were given. I mean, I really feel like we did exactly what our kids needed and what our family needed. And, you know, we'd ski, but not every week, every year, every other year. And we always bought used equipment and then we turned the equipment in and, and, and get different equipment that was used for a lesser price. So we've always tried, like my life to the outside world has been pretty freaking fabulous. I will say that. And it has been. So I don't take any, I have no regrets, but I could have been smarter. It could have been wiser. It could have been choose some different paths for us, I suppose, or mentally, if nothing else, chosen a path in my mind that meant that I am worth more in a different way, I suppose, than just what somebody else is willing to pay me, but actually understand my own worth from within. So with that, I don't even know what to title this episode. Um, it's just been some deep introspection the last couple of days, and I hope that you love you and know that even if you're 50 and you kind of messed up the last 50 in a way here or there, it's not for naught. It's not over. There's still time to fix it and you learn from it. So it's, it's not all bad. I don't care if you're 70 and you finally freaking figured something out. Good for you. You know, I'm all about learning until we die. It's what we're, it's definitely going to be my thing. So that's what I learned this last weekend. And I hope you learned something too. Thanks for listening. Catch you next round.